Welcome to the podcast, everybody. You're listening to Back for More from Pyramids off their new album, Disciples of the Sun. If you want to hear more of this song and more from the album, as well as a cool-ass review from Matt, keep on listening. Once again, welcome to Metallurgy. This is episode nine, part two of our podcast. Uh, we'll be reviewing Necrogoblicon, uh, Pyramaze, and Skinless. Um, and please, everyone, don't forget to email us any questions or comments on our email, uh, metalnewsreviews at gmail.com. Also, and by the way, this is Shagalot. Also, um, we have a Facebook presence, which is Metallurgy Official. There's only one L in the Metallurgy. And we also have a Instagram. And a Twitter. And a Twitter. Both of those are Metallurgy Cult, which is K-V-L-T, because we're Uber T-R-V-E. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like that. Yeah. Yeah, so feel free, free to follow us on those. And actually... We've been updating that basically daily with with metal news, so um, I mean you'll likely if you're following us there you'll likely get information faster there than you even will from the podcast. Um, although we don't do any reviews of things uh, on those. Yeah, no. Yeah. Um, oh, you should introduce yourself. I'm Matt, and this is Dino. And this I don't is... think I said that. You did. <laughs> you just did. You did. I'm gonna edit that whole thing out. You want me to start again? No, it's okay. Because I'm not going to edit any of this. Okay, who would like to begin? I'll go first. Okay. So, I reviewed Necrogoblicon's new album. I think it came out on Mar- uh, March 30th, actually. Um, but was released on Spotify later. Uh, the album's called Heavy Meta. Uh, it's their third release. Um and they this band started in 2006 uh in Palo Alto as just kind of a side project but got really popular um when the the band moved to well went to college in Santa Barbara and it's kind of funny uh my girlfriend knows some of the original members i don't think any of those original members are in the band anymore but they they had serious projects before this band and they were working on those more heavily than this one <laughs> and this one blew up and it was just like okay guys i guess this is happening like let's get <laughs> let's find people to make this band and they made it and they toured and they've i think toured pretty significantly lately i mean they they're they're um, one of their music videos has like, I think 3 million views or something like that on YouTube. So I don't know they're getting more popular. Pretty substantial. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
overall, I mean, they, they don't take themselves too seriously in terms of content. Um, it's usually kind of funny lyrics. Uh, I'm not sure. There's a new music video out called uh, We Need a Gimmick from this album. And it's I think it's pretty funny. It goes through a rap gimmick and... <laughs> and uh elect uh electronic dance music gimmick and it's it's pretty cool which was your favorite gimmick uh i think the rap one was kind of cool yeah 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 um i'll get to that song in a little bit overall i think um the composition of the album was pretty good every song was well put together uh good amount of variability some solos strewn throughout uh, they they kind of have almost a folky vibe, like they're taking from the Finnish folk metal scene a little bit. Um, some pianos, uh, of all different varieties in there. Uh, one of them kind of reminded me of a little bit of like Trollhammer and from Fintroll. Yeah, I was getting a Fintroll vibe for sure. Yeah. Um, the first song kind of starts off. I feel like you get almost everything in the album from that first song besides the backup singer who again, I'll get to later, but, um, I think it took me a little, a little bit of time to get into this record. Uh, maybe cause I, I haven't listened to them before and I just needed to kind of break through and find out who they really were. So just, it was a grower, not a shower guys. <laughs> I like using that term. Hey, um, the singer in the beginning, it sounds like he can't really like project his voice a lot and seemed like he was getting kind of buried in the mix. But I think after I listened to it a little bit more, it, it kind of worked itself out. Um, and I, I think overall the, the production is lacking on this album. It feels a little bit fuzzy, not as clear and crisp as I, as I would want it to be. Um, but again, like I said, the, the composition, I think, kind of makes up for that a little bit. There is a backup singer who does... Reminds me of Dave Mustaine. <laughs> sings everybody of Dave yeah. Mustaine. And I really like the juxtaposition between the growl vocals and the clean vocals in it. And it's I feel like it's not used so much in... Well, I guess not at all really in the, uh, the first song. But kind of gets utilized more and more. And I think the more he's used, the more I like it. But I'm not sure if it's just for straight, like, just reminiscing about <laughs> Megadeth. I don't know. It's, I, I, I like it. Um, and with that being said, I like the backup singer. The growl vocals aren't my favorite. Um, like I said, it's they're a little bit back in the mix, and they're just not my thing overall. Uh, I'm I like more deeper growls, something with maybe a little bit more body to it. Um, uh, there's there's some kind of quirky songs like Atlantis, um, Atlantis. <laughs> Sorry, it reminded me of King or not King, um, Frank Zappa a little bit. The uh, it's kind of it has this airy keyboard part strewn throughout. Um, it's very true to the title of the song and it works, but it's not, I don't know. It, it doesn't really blow your socks off. Um, there's a song called mood swing, which is zombies ate my neighbors through and through <laughs> every 
part of this song reminds me of that video game. <laughs> and I just want to play the video game because of it. Um, you get an emulator when you get home. Right? Do you want to borrow a controller? Seriously. Yeah, I've well, got a controller you can borrow. Dude, you could just find that shit online anywhere, right? Yeah. Zombies Ate My Neighbors. Oh, dude. Yeah. Oh, we totally own Zombies Ate My Neighbors. <laughs> I thought uh, you did. <laughs> I, I I do. My brother has it. Oh, okay. Um, but I guess to end this off, uh, there were a couple standout tracks. Um, like I think the begin the first track is standout. The um, we need a gimmick is standout, and then there's the songs like Atlantis and Mood Swing, which stand out just because it sounds kind of unique and nostalgic in a way. I guess. The other ones kind of just blend together. There's nothing too exciting about them. Um, they're good. They're just not great. Mm-hmm. So I think overall I'd, I'd give this album a four out of six. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I I, I couldn't I can listen to it because um, I, I guess it, it wasn't too serious. Yeah. You know, it like... I, I think it was the first track you two, I think you were just playing it before the podcast, but it was like, I, I kept trying and trying to come back to them. I'm like, I, I just can't take this seriously. Yeah. But, but I think that's the point. Right. So here I am trying to like enjoy metal that I would enjoy <laughs> normally would enjoy. And I, I got an open ear for everything. I'll try everything once to some extent, <laughs> but um, no, it, it's, it, it was just a little too, gimmicky i guess there's yeah but i mean you think of bands of like lonely island and tenacious d and it's like they're they don't take themselves too seriously but But that works i don't for some reason the 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 thing of metal getting thrown in there it was it was so much it was so much in my mind i'm like what is going on right now i I was i was i was also getting getting a case of the sillies (laughs) listening to this album um so I'm probably leaning a little bit more to Matt's end on the album, which is like if you like humorous stuff and you like um, sort of fin trolley sounding style th- stuff like that, um, although the singer has a higher voice, uh, I think that's a good probably album for, for that kind of a listener. Um, for me, I don't really particularly see myself listening to it too much in the future although watch in like a month i'll bring it back up yeah you probably will yeah um i'm gonna give it like a 3.8 let's say i i can't i can't rate it because i i listened to the first song about three times halfway through for like half the song so i think that says just as much as a rating (laughs) i don't i i think i like that it's different no i think it's just something that's definitely different not your standard metal and it no. was it was lighthearted, and i feel like that's what i needed <laughs> we all go through those times like i said you know i'll be back again in a, in a month and <laughs> talk about how much i love this album probably yeah. i'm just gonna go listen to the shiny oh yeah <laughs> go kill myself that was a great that was a great album uh, so uh i did pyramids he likes to say pyramids i i I guess it's what is it a pyre? Is it a pyramid? Who fucking knows, right? <laughs> Somebody out there is pissed off listening yeah. to us right now. What are you doing? They're, mad at, one of the, they're so, mad at one of the two of us. The way I think of it is pyramid. Yeah, that's pyramid. what I thought. Like it's a maze in a pyramid. That's what I yeah. thought. But again, pyre spelled similar. 
<laughs> I was just thinking like pyromaniacs. It, it, anything's possible. Yeah, you know, like a fire, a maze out of fire. Yeah, who knows, dude? Who knows? I mean, why can't it be both? Why can't it be a pyramid with a maze made out of pi, fire? Pi, how would you say that? Py pyramid? <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. Maybe this is the right one. Tomato, tomato. I'm sure the band would like to correct. What the fuck is your name again this, this this week? Shagalot. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, we saw Agalock over the weekend. Right. So the, the album's called Disciples of the Sun. And um, so I, I've been a fan of this band for quite some time. Um, well, not super long. Yeah, actually. You, you have, well, that, as long as I can remember. Since Matt they, Barlow. They have been in hiatus for a little bit. Like, They've been trying to figure stuff out, I guess. But um, when Matt Barlow joined the band, um, all of us here were or are fans of Iced Earth. Or yeah, um, and we were big fans of Matt Barlow. Yep. Yep. So um, anyway, this band formed back in two thousand one as a prog power metal band in Denmark, and uh, they had a few lineup changes, mainly with vocalists. I think this the new one is their third session or fourth overall vocalist um lance king was on the first two records and um he was kind of a your typical like power metal singer where he was like more in the higher register where mount barlow came more to the lower you know the, the some balls got some balls and then it, this is kind of unknown to me because i'm not super into the in like know everything about the band but uh i guess a guy named urban breed kind of an inter interesting name um he was a session i think either for live i think it was more live vocals mm -hmm. when barlow left to go back to iced earth um so barlow was singing and then uh they released the album immortal and then they kind of disappeared off the face of the earth and you know, listening back to the older stuff before this record, I'm like, uh, you know, I was expecting more of the older stuff. And so it comes out and I'm like, this is completely different. And that's a good thing because it's, it's a modern facelift of the older stuff. And I know you, you Jagalock, um, <laughs> really enjoy, uh, this record. Uh, so and and that the the new the new direction of the band I think is mostly due to the new gu guitarist and vocalist. Uh, so anyway, uh, the the mix and the production and the song structures are very well done, very well done, and um, the album has wonderful hooks, like fantastic. It's like it it brings you back a little bit to the this is like this is a little 80s we got a little 80s promo going on and then it's like oh sludgy heavy riffs oh, yeah. modern guitars yeah no more grandpa's guitars <laughs> um the grandpa's guitars the one thing i did notice was um the keyboards were had much more of a presence which were good because there's a lot more melodies in this and um the one of the songs that really stuck in my mind were actually two were perfectly imperfect and mm -hmm. uh back for more mm -hmm. yeah. yeah those are both really good yeah i mean they're they're like anthemic uh courses like i can just see myself screaming my ass off live 
to those songs. Or just in the car with your windows down, some person mm-hmm. awkwardly looking at you. That that happened today in traffic. Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> I'm actually excited for when these guys come around because, uh, you know, when you get a new vocalist and a new guitar player, it brings new blood back into the band, kind of, in a way. And with the direction they're going, I, I'm kind of interested to see what their next record is like. But more than that, seeing these guys live might be phenomenal because um, I'm interested to hear what the older stuff might sound like. So um, for me, I give this album a five out of six. What um, about you, Andy? Yeah, I, I actually really... <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I actually really enjoyed this album a lot. Um, I also really like the song Back For More. I feel like that's a standout song on the record. Yeah. Um, I listened to this. I got drunk the other night and put this on. That was my first no. was my first listen. And I, I remember just kind of being like enamored with the whole album. And you and I had a little listening session again before right. we even started recording. And it's, it's crazy. Um, and I mean, I listened to it since, you know, that listening session again, too. But it's just crazy how good the hooks are in this album and how well thought out everything is. And they're all like these odd timing signature things or like these interlocking timing signatures that seem to happen in a couple um, areas. And um, I really don't have any negative feedback at all on this album. Yeah. I'm, I'm hard pressed to come up with something I don't like about it or something I think that could have been done better. Um, so I am actually going to rate it as a 5.5. Whoa, you're going higher than me? Going higher than you. Uh, This is very close to being a perfect album. Yeah, I, I I was, I was browsing the internet a little bit and, um, you know, some people were saying that this is like power metal album of the year and that could be, I don't know. I mean, somebody needs to do better. Yeah. (laughs) Otherwise that's true. Yeah. I, when I first listened to this album, I think I had kind of a negative mindset before going into it because I was thinking, Get well, out. Barlow's not going to be on it. Right. And it's just going to, so when I first listened to it, I was just like, whatever, I guess. <laughs> Matt? Yeah. <laughs> He's fighting crime somewhere, man. Yeah, yeah this is true. Yeah. This is dumb. I don't like this. And I by the second time I listened to it, I was like, what was I thinking? This is fucking stupid. I, <laughs> I fucking love this thing. So I think I can't really say anything that you both already said. So, or say anything different, at least. Um, five out of six. Wow. So basically... If you, That's the highest rated Power Metal Band. I think it's the highest rated album we've ever done on the podcast. Is it really? So far. I mean, outside of like classic albums that we've said, oh yeah, that's a perfect album. Yeah. I think this is the highest rated album yeah. we've ever done. Yeah. And good job, Pyramids. Yeah. Very good job, Pyramids. <laughs> Somebody correct one of us. Yeah. Email hey. us in at Metal News Reviews at Gmail. Pick me, pick me. Um or maybe somebody just maybe we'll hear back from the label and go, who cares? It's it's good both ways. So uh we're going to be playing you a little track called uh, Back for More from Pyramus. Please enjoy.
you want to go back for more i know i want to go back for more want to go back for more. <laughs> um yeah if you want more you should just go out and buy the album yeah i'm because it's the highest rated album we've ever done <laughs> i mean get it bitches yeah i you, you'll go, be coming back for more go go out and by the way i mean these guys aren't like the biggest band in the world don't be an asshole and download the album go fucking buy the album um that's my two cents. Yeah, I agree. I think sometimes I have a strong personality, but you, don't be an asshole. Um, and so, if you don't like what he said, you can email us at Yeah, you can you can you can tell me that I'm an asshole, um, and that whatever you want to say, 
You can, yeah. You can call me any words you want as long as you email us. Um, yeah, you mother. <laughs> <laughs> now you're just being a dick. <laughs> um, okay, so. <laughs> nom, nom, nom. <laughs> Your turn. All right. So I'm doing an album from the band Skinless. Uh, the album is called Only the Ruthless Remain, which is basically... It's heavy as fuck. Yeah, that's fucking awesome. <laughs> I love the album cover, though. Yeah. Skin- it reminded me of when I, an idea I had. Oh, yeah? With, yeah. But it was a little different. It involved Priest. Oh. <laughs> I see where you're going. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so for anybody who doesn't know, these guys hail from New York yeah america here in the states yeah i mean and let's just let's just face it america doesn't have a lot of bands that sound like this so this is really cool um or at least not a lot of really popular ones like skinless right Mm -hmm. um so they've been around since 92 when they formed they released a demo in 94 uh, and they actually put out their first uh album album back in 1998 uh, they broke up for a brief while in 2011 even though they i think like almost right after the breakup, they played like some big festival and then they were still broken up. Um, but they came back in 2013 with the lineup from their premiere album and an additional guitar player named Dave Matthews. <laughs> <laughs> Which amuses me. I'm sure it gets brought up all the time. Oh, dude, I'm sure, I'm sure people are like, Dave, what is it like being in two bands? And he's like, it's not me. <laughs> Stop, uh, man. Yeah, that's Stop di- it. different Dave Matthews. So... Uh, this band is like, they're like a brutal, grinding, death metal band. The whole album is really brutal from start to finish. Um, standout tracks, the very first track is fucking killer, Serpent- Serpenticide or Serpenticide. I'm not quite sure where to put the syllable there. But um, super killer track. I love the way it starts off with the drums. Actually, this album is kind of capped with the first track and the last track having like these kind of tribal drum sounds. Yeah. And I, which I think is on purpose. And also, the first and last tracks are some of my favorite tracks on the whole record. So I feel like they really made a conscious choice to start on the right foot and end on the right foot, which isn't to say that the middle is filler, but um, th- those are really strong tracks to begin and end with. Yeah. Um, there's definitely some Chuck Schuldiner death influence on Serpenticide. There's this like little melody that comes in. Like you're gonna start listening to the album, listener, assuming you you, you go out and you listen to it, and you're gonna be like, "What the fuck is Shagalot saying? This doesn't sound like death at all." And then about like a minute to two minutes in, you're gonna be like, "Wow, this sounds like a track off of the Sound of Perseverance." Now, <laughs> it's just it's killer, and it works so well. Um, I love the title track, Only the Ruthless Remain, but I actually feel like it's not the strongest track on the album, believe it or not. I really like The Beast Smells Blood. I fucking love that. <laughs> Dude, that song is fucking awesome. Is it the way it starts out, though? Because everything. <laughs> the Beast Smells Blood is, is, for me, easily like one of the top three songs on the album. I, that's the one I just keep going back and listening to it uh, as I've been checking this album out. I also like Flamethrower quite a bit. Um, am I just going to read all the tracks now? I feel like I'm just going to read all the track names. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, really, Serpenticide is great. Barbaric Proclivity is another one of my favorites. And The Beast Smells Blood is fantastic. They even have a song on here uh, called Skinless, which is also really, really good. Now, throughout the track, I mean, throughout the album, one thing uh, that I noticed on a couple songs is that this uh, the singer for the band is is really diverse. Like he can get really, really deep and yeah. low. 
but he's got some Tagrin range. Yeah, yeah he's up this. there. Yeah. There's even like throughout the song, it's just in the back. You just hear him screaming. Yeah. <laughs> and he's good. He gets yeah, up there. He does. Yeah. And like the end of only the ruthless remain. And then uh, the beginning of the beast smells blood. Mm-hmm. Those are the two that I, that stuck out for me with Tagdrin esques. Yeah. He's awesome. And another thing uh, we're going to be jumping around like a lot, I guess right now with my jumbled brain, there's solos all over the goddamn place. Yeah. Which I really enjoy. And they're not like slouch solos. They're pretty good solos. Here at Metallurgy, we love solos. Yeah. So if your album doesn't have them, it will probably be rated really low. <laughs> uh, unless you're psychroptic. They didn't have tons. They had some. Uh, but... they, had, they had melody, though. Yeah. Well, they're just... It was like corner without solos. Yeah. Let's be real. Yeah, um, that, that's that's an accurate description. There were some solos on that album. We're getting off track. Yes. Anyways, so Skinless, I, I again, I don't really have anything too negative to say about this album either. Um, it doesn't stand out to me as like one of the greatest death metal albums I've ever listened to. But there were a couple times I was listening to it for sure where I was like, you know what? If Bloodbath's last album sounded more like this album... <laughs> it's funny that I'd go through that same mindset too. Yeah. <laughs> like Bloodbaths for anybody who hasn't listened to everything we've done before, we're very disappointed. Most of us at this table are very disappointed yeah. Yeah. in um Bloodbaths last release. We thought it was kind of lazy, a couple of us. I'm not yeah. gonna speak for everybody at this table. I, I, I didn't think it was that as bad as you guys said it was, but I I, I agree it was not typical bloodbath. Yeah, I um, if it would have sounded closer to this, I think this album is a very high quality album. So I guess that leads me to which the is surprising oh. because because they come from America, and a lot of people are like, uh, we don't make death metal like that anymore. Yeah, you know, I don't want to bag on the United States music scene too much because we do have some great stuff. We do. We have a lot of great stuff. Um, but when it comes to death metal, I mean, Scandinavia seems to be kicking it out at a much higher rate than the rest of the world uh for me and also some like uh, eastern european countries uh too yeah. um but yeah so it's really really cool that the united states has a band like skinless that's that's really keeping this kind of style going and i realize like yeah morbid angel is still out there but um in terms of just the sheer number of bands that we have like this in the States that have some popularity, I think it's nice to have skinless. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I uh, believe I should just get it over with and, and say my rating for the album. So I'm going to give the album a 4.8 out of six. I was going to get a 4.5. Good. Yeah. 4.5 for me. So again, pretty highly rated album. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my only gripe is, so most of my music listening is in my truck and the, the bass, the, the, the low end of the, the spectrum was so prominent. I almost had to turn my subwoofer off. It was that yeah. bad and I couldn't believe it. I'm like, what the fuck? So you think it wasn't, it wasn't mixed the best? I, I thought it wasn't mixed the best and I have a modest system compared to some people out there. But it was it was kind of crazy where I'm like, okay, I'm turn I keep turning it down and I'm tur- and it's off, and it was still there. I st- <laughs> and it was it still sounded fantastic turned up. So once I got the bass taken out, 
We're not all about that base. No, we're not. <laughs> like um, I said, they're meant to be seen. I mean, heard, not seen. Seen, not heard. Heard, not seen. If we could not see or hear basses. <laughs> oh, That's a joke. Ha, ha, ha. Uh-huh, we love uh-huh. basses. Yes. Um, the one thing that I really liked about this album was that it was brutal, but it wasn't just constant, like double bass blast beats just that, all the time. True. Like that it left room for groove and changes in tempo and, and all that, which I feel almost makes an album heavier because it gives you some, some breathing room to either build up the brutality or it's just the fact that I think there's grooves in there that make it uh, more interesting and get people more into the music. Yeah. I agree. I mean, grinding has its place, but um, I think in terms of listening to like 40 minutes, 60 minutes of an album straight, which is kind of what everybody at this table does, I need to have diversity. Some, I need to, yeah, I need to feel like I'm not listening to the same like 30 seconds for 60 minutes. You know what I mean? Just, yeah. We're just going to blast beat for like half of the song and then it's going to be real fast. Then we're going to blast beat. And then it's gonna be in four four time the whole time and shit like that's not that's not what I'm interested in yeah. listening to most most of the time sometimes yeah I'm in the mood for something like that but rarely will I listen to an entire album of it yeah I mean it's difficult because you when the tracks blend together you're, you're like oh I really like that track okay I guess like, we're on a completely different I one guess now. I like all the tracks <laughs> <laughs> no skinless is a is the the this album was fucking phenomenal. Yeah, I was super satisfied with this record. Um, so this has been a hell of a hell of an episode of the podcast. Uh, part one, we have the interview with Leif, and part two, we've got these amazing records that we're talking about. The, yeah, it feels so lucky to be able to be in a position to to do this thing, and uh, hopefully, the listeners are enjoying it. Please like us <laughs> on Facebook and Twitter us on Twitter, Twitter and Instagram and Twitter and email us at metalnewsreviews at gmail.com. You're talking like a conehead. You are. <laughs> Please you, email you, us. You at... can find us in their plastic box full of carbon based machinery. Uh, yeah. So the Facebook page is metallurgy official. There's only one L in metallurgy. The Twitter is Metallurgy Cult with a V in the cult instead of a U. And it's also Metallurgy Cult with a V instead of a U for the Instagram. Yeah. KVLT. KVLT. Uber True. Uber Cult. Uber True Cult. <laughs> so, Matt, I believe you would like to select one more song to play us out of the episode. I think that should be a new thing. Whatever album gets the highest rated yeah. should get two plays. <laughs> as long as the record label is fine with it right um so the next um pyramids or pyramids whatever um pyramaze pyramaze i like that one um uh one of my favorites is the battle of paradise enjoy